morning. Isn't it good to be here? Amen. It is good to be here in the Lord's house. I am I am glad that you have decided to be here. And uh, for those who can't, for whatever reason, bless their hearts. Pray for them. Pray for them. I know one who, bless him, this morning about 7 o'clock, <laughs> he headed his way out. So pray for him because he was struggling <laughs> as he left. Um, but uh, we are glad that you are here. Next week, next week, we're having our first Sunday meal and our planning session. So if you're watching right now and you're, you, you have to be here next Sunday, or don't complain about the things that we do for next year, uh, those are your two choices. So <laughs> either be here to voice your opinion or don't complain. No, we uh, we do want you to be here. Your voice is important. We have some different things uh, I've been sending out. If you've been noticing on the newsletter, been sending out some information about um, our goals and the things that we're trying to do. Uh, because if you don't understand, then I mean I can talk to them blue in the face. But if you don't, if it's not in your heart, then it won't do a whole lot of good. So I've been uh, been working on that. Tomorrow we'll have some more information about it. So I, I will have a. I will have timers set, and I will have an agenda. So no worries about time. It's it's not going to take forever because I've sat in those types of meetings before as well. You think to yourself, this could have just been an email. But uh, that will not be. Food will be provided for you, so you don't have to worry about a thing but bring in your mind and a little bit of extra time. And so we'll we'll be over there. So keep that in mind. Also, coming up quickly is our thanks meal. That is going to be November 20th. And if you have not yet started inviting people, do that you know, before the end of the day. Thanks meal is something that we always like to do. Get together the, the Sunday before Thanksgiving and uh, and fellowship together. Eat a whole, whole lot of food and have a great service. So keep those things in mind. Also, if you've not yet brought your items for the month of September, a ball or a doll? I found some really neat light-up balls at the at the Dollar General, <laughs> I just I was so excited. So, um, a ball or a doll—that's what we're or one of each. We'd like for you to bring, and uh, I think hair care products is the next item when uh, October rolls around, which is just a few days from now. I can't believe how quickly time is passing. And speaking of which, um, we, my sister Ron and I, started playing pickleball. That's right. That's right. We've started playing pickleball. If y'all don't know what that is, uh, we don't really either. But um, <laughs> it's so they had their paddles. It's a square paddle, kind of like a ping pong paddle, maybe a little bit bigger, and a, a wiffle ball. So it's really light. And we were just out there on the court, just enjoying ourselves. <laughs> Who working up, working up a really nice uh, glisten, and. We, uh, Ronnie said, we should, we should record ourselves. We should record it. So she didn't have her phone, and I, I had mine. And she said, you have a, you have a time lapse video. So time lapse video, you can turn it on, and you can leave it on for a long, long period of time, and it speeds up. So I had that there, and <laughs> turned on the time lapse, and we were just, oh yeah, we were. <laughs> it's doing a whole lot of running for the ball, <laughs> like. It had gotten, we, we still don't know how to keep score, bless us. Anyway, so we had let it let it record for a little while, for I don't know how many minutes, but, but a while. 
And then when I went back to look at the video, it was 14 seconds, like, because of the time lapse. And I thought, a day with the Lord is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. And what seems so long to us, so arduous, we're really struggling. It seems like, will this ever end? <laughs> this has taken so long. To, and it, I'm not trying to say, because we had a good time. But you, you're in the midst of a circumstance, and you think, how long is this going to take? But to God, it, it doesn't last long at all. The way he sees it, because time doesn't even matter to him. So I encourage you that regardless of what you're going through, you will get out. You will make it through. The Lord is going to help you. Amen. Let's stand this morning and go to the Lord in prayer. Ask him to have his will in the service. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy and your blessings and your grace. God, I am grateful because of who and what you are. Father, I thank you and I praise you that, that time doesn't make any difference to you because you are above it all. You are outside of time. You are greater and bigger than anything that we can understand. God, our, our finite minds cannot even comprehend your greatness. And Father, I thank you and I praise you that, that you walk with us in the midst of a circumstance. And it seems so overwhelming. It seems like, will this night ever end? But God, we understand that you have all things under your control. Father, I ask you would have your will and your way in the service. In each and every life, God, there is no one who is here by accident, but everyone is here for a purpose. I just pray that we would receive whatever it is from you that we need. Father, for all those who are not able to be here for one reason or another, I just ask your will be done in their lives. Let them feel the strength of your presence with them right now, God. Lift them up and give them encouragement. I pray that your will be done in everything that is done, from the very first prayer to the very last prayer, that we lift you up, give you glory and honor and praise. We thank you, we praise you, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's honey in the rock, water in the stone, manna on the ground, no matter where I go. I don't need to worry now that I know. Everything I need, you've got. There's honey in the rock. Praying for a miracle, thirsty for the living well, only you can satisfy. Sweetness at the mercy seat, now I've tasted, it's not hard to see, only you can satisfy. There's honey in the rock, honey in the rock. There's honey in the rock, honey in the rocks. And there's freedom. Freedom where the Spirit is, bounty in the wilderness. You will always satisfy Cause there's honey in the rock Water in the stone Manna on the ground No matter where I go I don't need to worry Now that I know Everything I need You've got There's honey in the rock Purpose in your plan Power in the blood Healing in your hand It's starting flowing 
everything you did enough. I keep looking, I keep finding. You keep giving, keep providing. I have all that I need. You are all that I need. I keep praying. I keep praying. You keep moving. I keep praising. You keep proving. I have all that I need. You are all that I need. Sing, I keep looking. I keep looking. I keep finding. You keep giving. Keep providing. I have all that I need. You are all that I need. I keep praying. You keep moving. I keep praising. You keep proving. I have all that I need. You are all that I need. I have all that I need. You are all that I need. Yeah. There's honey in the rock, water in the stone, manna on the ground. No matter where I go, I don't need to worry now that I know everything I need you've got there. Sunny in the rock, purpose in your plan, power in the blood, there's healing in your hand. Started flowing when you said it is done. Everything you did enough there. Sunny in the rock. Honey in the rock. There's honey in the rock. Honey in the rock. Sing, oh, how sweet. Oh, how sweet, how sweet it is to trust in you, Jesus. Oh, how sweet, how sweet it is. To trust in you, Jesus, oh, how sweet, how sweet it is to trust in you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You are good. You are good. I raise a hallelujah. In the presence of my enemies, I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah, my weapon is a melody. I raise a hallelujah, heaven comes to fight for me, I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm, louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roar, up from the ashes, hope will arise. Hallelujah, 
living inside of me. I raise a hallelujah. I will watch the darkness flee. Oh, I raise a hallelujah in the middle of this mystery. I raise a hallelujah. Fear you've lost your hold on me. So I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm. Hope will arise. Death is defeated. The King is alive. Sing a little louder in the presence of my enemies. Sing a little louder, louder than the unbelief. Sing a little louder, my weapon is a melody. Sing a little louder, heaven comes to fight for me. Sing a little louder, in the presence of my enemies. Sing a little louder, louder than the unbelief. Sing a little louder, my weapon is a melody. Sing a little louder, heaven comes to fight for me. I'll sing a little louder in the presence of my enemies. Sing a little louder, louder than the unbelief. Sing a little louder, cause my weapon is a melody. Sing a little louder, heaven comes to fight for me. Sing a little louder, I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated, the King is alive. Louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated, the King is alive. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are good. You are good. Thank you, Jesus. 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 I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Over every heart and every mind 
Cause I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. And I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Till every dark addiction starts to break. Declaring there is hope and there is freedom. I speak Jesus. Cause your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over fear and all anxiety to every soul held captive by depression. I speak Jesus, cause your name is power, your name is healing, your name is love, break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy, and Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name of Jesus. Sing that again, Jesus from the mountains. Shout Jesus from the mountains and Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. And Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name of Jesus. Your name is power, your name healing. Your name is love. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, and burn like a fire. Cause your name is power, your name is healing, and your name is speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind cause I know there is peace within his presence 
Thank you, Lord, that it's a name above every name. We give him praise today. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Boy, I was glad when they said, Let's go to church. Praise God. Amen. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad most of all that the Lord is here. I know you must feel the Lord in this place here today. And I just trust that you, while you're watching at home, you feel the presence of an awesome God there as well. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. God is good. He is so good, and I love Him. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Pray always. Pray everywhere. Pray with hands lifted up. Praise Him in the sanctuary. Praise Him everywhere. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Brother Mike, when we're dead, there's no praising. We ought to praise Him while we live and while we breathe. David said, I'll praise Him all my life. Amen. Hallelujah. Dad was 51 years old when the Lord uh, changed his life. Dad was a good guy. He didn't do anybody any wrong. He'd help you. Strangers, family, anybody he helped. But he never repented of his sin. Good man, wonderful guy, but not ready for heaven. Because the Bible said, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Fifty-one years old, come to church, give his heart to the Lord. From that point on, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. About everything he did, praise the Lord. Shave, praise the Lord. <laughs> Whatever he did, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And we should not be ashamed to praise the Lord. And David said, I'll lift up my hands once in a while and praise him. He said, I'll praise him in the evening. I'll praise him in the morning. I'll praise him at noontime. In fact, he said seven times a day, I'll praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is worthy of our praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We do have some that are uh, vacationing, and and sister is going to see her, her sister in, in West Virginia. Some are picking apples. Some have been called into work. Oh, Lord Jesus. I know that's a wonderful thing. Whenever you got your plans to go to church and different things for that day, and then all of a sudden, hey, we didn't have three people to show up. Well, do the best you can. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Brother Mike, don't you praise the Lord? I was saying to Brother Vic this morning, God has been good to me. God, I praise Him. God has blessed me. I'm here today. I'm blessed by the Lord because of Him, my Father. I want someone else to brag on Jesus. Has He done good for you this week, last week, for a month? Thank you, Lord. Oh, I thank you, Lord. 
Praise God. Oh, praise God. Somebody else brag on the Lord. Oh, Lord. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> oh, my. I, what was it Sister Powell said to me that that uh, she told that you told her that I was just standing up <laughs> inside of a car turned over. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. He is good. And I love him. I tell you, I'm looking for Jesus to soon come. I, I'm getting ready. Brother, Brother Vic, are you getting ready? Are you staying ready? For Jesus may come at any moment. I, hallelujah. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall always be in my mouth. And I will exalt the Lord. Let us magnify his name and exalt the Lord together. God, you are exalted and you are glorious. Amen. And amen and amen and amen. Now that's the God we serve. And I'm, I'm thankful that she got up and testified to that this morning. That encouraged me, and I'm thankful for it. It's time to receive our tithe and offering if our usher will come at this time. Thank you for everything that you do for the church. And don't get caught up too much. It's, it's easy to look around and say, boy, we're down today. Well, it don't take but two or three. He'll be in the midst of us, even if it's just a few of us. And he wants to bless us. As a matter of fact, he wants to bless us more than we want to be blessed. So, Brother Joyner, for your prayer.
Sometimes those voices try to tell me I'm forgotten and I'm falling too far from his hands. But I know what kind of God he is, and I'm trusting in his promises. I'm take a prayer request. I have some from my side of the family. My uh, oldest brother Claude thought he was over COVID and went to have some blood work done and they wouldn't take his blood because he was coughing. And he had told him he'd have COVID and they told me you can't come till you get a, a negative COVID test. So he went back home and my other brother Danny tested him and he tested positive for COVID. He has leukemia, so he has a compromised immune system. So please remember him that he would, would quickly get over this. And Kim and Jason are not feeling well this morning, so if you would please remember them. Any prayer request on this side? Miss Julie? remember Miss Judith's daughter Lisa. Lisa. Robin. Sister Rhonda. Okay, remember Sister Rhonda's niece. Okay, if that's all, let's bow our heads and go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for this day that you've given us. Thank you for your many blessings. Your love, your mercy, and your goodness. Father, I ask that you talk to us.
Hello and good morning again. Amen. Again, if you're watching, hello. Glad you're watching. Can't wait to see you next time. Glad you can see us, but but (laughs) we'd like to see you too. Um, (laughs) We we missed y'all last week. We we did watch um, in between dropping off our our golf cart because Shane had to have a golf cart. Yeah, he's not here, so, <laughs> and who knows if he'll watch back. Um, <laughs> but Shane had to have a golf cart. So in between dropping off the golf cart and having some breakfast, we were watching the, we were, we were with y'all uh, in, in spirit. And today, um, today Shane had gotten, <laughs> Shane had gotten, you know, sometimes Brother Mike was like, I don't know how many minutes to give you, when you're away for a minute, I don't know. Um, we, uh, Shane had gotten tickets to the Panthers game. And uh, he was like, all right, I don't <coughs> I don't know about, because it starts at 1. I was like, I don't know. I said, babe, I got to work. I don't, I don't know what you're thinking. But I got to work. And he said, well, how long are you going to preach? <laughs> I don't know. So that, that's what you get, Shane Williams. No, I'm sorry. That's not right, but. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, we recently discovered that waiting is not such a bad thing. Helps when we understand that God's questions are always rhetorical. When he asks a question through his word, when he asks you a question through prayer, you have to understand that he already knows the answer. He just wants you to think about the answer. He wants you to analyze, what do I really believe? What's my theology? How do I trust? Where do I put my faith? have to understand that God sees us in the midst of the waiting when things feel awful and we wonder and we're tired and we're weary God are you here and he sees us and that he redeems our time we don't have to worry we don't have to wonder if we wasted time because our, our time is redeemed he will set the pace either to soar like an eagle if we need to get there super fast to run if we need to get there quicker or to walk he sets our pace. So we don't have to worry that our time is wasted. He redeems our time. So today we consider storms. Storms are pleasant to some, but frightening to others. I, I enjoy a thunderstorm. I really like a, a nice thunderstorm, some heavy rain. Sometimes we'll, you know, if it's raining like that, we lift the windows and just listen to the sound or you know, sit out and, and watch it. I, I enjoy that. But some people get really frightened. I know people who, if there's even a threat of storm, they, they begin to have anxiety. <laughs> they begin to worry. And the thing is, the storm is not what we think. Where is God dur- during our storms? Where is God in the storms of life? Where should he be? And we say, well, he's right there with us. He is. Let's, let's take a look, though, at, at Mark chapter 6. So this is one of three accounts of this particular occurrence. Y'all may know where I'm headed already. We're in Mark chapter 6. And this is one of, one of three. Matthew speaks about this. He records a few extra details, including the fact that Peter walked on the water with Jesus. 
John records different details, one of which is that the boat immediately arrived on the shore once Jesus entered it. John had a really strong sense of time, so we're going to see often that things happen immediately, that um, Mark uses the word immediately here. But we'll, John doesn't record, nor does Mark record, that Peter walked on the water. Even though Mark's version would have come from the eyewitness account of Peter, he was, by, by some thoughts, he was the nephew of Peter, so he would have uh, spoken, Peter would have spoken directly to him and had him to write down the account of what he had seen. But Mark did mention a few extra details that might be relevant. So before this, within context, Jesus and the disciples had just come from a major high point. Jesus had been teaching and preaching to thousands of people, and they began to be hungry. So Jesus took five loaves and two fish and made a meal for every single person. We see this happening at the, at the beginning of this chapter 6. He blessed the bread and the fish, and he broke it, gave it to the disciples to distribute to the crowd. Everyone was completely filled, and there were 12 baskets of leftovers. John details that during this time, the people wanted to proclaim Jesus as king, that after they had received this miracle of the loaves and fish, they thought, this is the one we're, gonna, we're going to set him up as king. We're going to come together and stage a coup, overthrow the Roman government. Now, Mark doesn't record that, but we see what Jesus says about the crowd. We're going to start with verse 45. And straightway, he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed them by. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out. For they, had all, they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and said unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased. And they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. So, they all needed a little alone time. Jesus sent the disciples ahead of him to Bethsaida. He said, go on ahead and, and I'll catch up with you. It's not certain from which port they departed, but they all left the boat, left in the boat ahead of Jesus. This would have been on the Sea of Galilee or the Lake of Gennesaret or Sea of Tiberias. It's called a lot of different things, but it's the, the main lake, large lake, in the midst of that area. And there were a lot of little tiny ports all around. So we're not quite sure where the, where the miracle of the loaves and fish took place. So it's n we're not exactly sure which port they were sailing from, but, but Jesus told them, head into the area of Bethsaida. 
So Jesus sent them ahead, and then he sent the people away and went up to the mountain to pray. Notice Mark's use of time and space here. He said evening had come. By this, he means late evening, somewhere between 6 p.m. and sunset, depending on the time of year. So they were in the middle of the sea at this time. In John's recording of this, he mentions that they had gone between three and three and a half miles by this point. So at some point, Jesus had sent them off, and by six o'clock, they had gotten, between six and sunset, they had gotten to the middle of the lake. This body of water, because of its location, which is nearly 700 feet below sea level, and surrounded by limestone mountains, was prone to violent storms. Sister Jean has been there. So, yeah, she's, I saw her nod. Been there. And so it's down in the, in the valley. There's this lake. Surrounded by mountains, prone to storms, because the wind will move down the mountains and onto the sea, and will begin to churn up the water and will toss the ships. The waves become very high. But oftentimes the, the storms stop as suddenly as they begin. It's just the nature of the landscape there. And it says that as they were there on the sea, Jesus saw them. He had been up on the mountain. He'd been praying. And I've heard one preacher say, I've never, I've never been there. I wouldn't know. It would be neat. It would be super neat. But I've heard one preacher say that, that from all of the surrounding mountains, you can look down into the sea. So Jesus would have been able, no matter where he was, he would have been able to look down from his place of prayer and see them toiling in the midst of the sea. They were toiling, meaning to torture, pain, torment. This is not just a simple difficulty in rowing. They were struggling, major struggling. And it says that the wind was the problem. There was no rain, thunder, lightning. It was the wind. Now, this is not in a sense of a breeze or a soft blowing wind or ruach, the spirit. This was the four winds from every direction. That's the word that Mark uses here. So there was wind coming from every direction, down every mountain, swirling around them, causing this current. And they were tossed because struggle on every side. It says that the wind was contrary, this word meaning antagonistic, hostile, an adversary. So they had adversaries on every side. The struggle was coming from this side and this angle and this person and oh this the struggle was happening every place they looked. And at six o'clock Jesus saw them. Six o'clock in the evening. They had only made it to the middle of the lake when Jesus saw them. 
And it says that at the fourth watch of the night, this is somewhere between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. So up to 12 hours later, half a day, that they were toiling, that they were dealing with things on every side. And it says that at the fourth watch, Jesus came, walking on the water. This word here, walking, means to tread, especially as proof of ability. Again, there are other words that Mark could have used for walking, but the fact that he used this word was Jesus was showing up because he could. Jesus was just showing off walking on the water. Because Jesus was fully God as well as fully man. He could have, just with a word, gone to Bethsaida and just met them at the shore. He did that a few times. You know, he, They were out in the middle of the, the waters trying to fish and difficulties going on, and, and he was out on the shore. And they, oh, hey, there's Jesus on the shore. That happened plenty of times. But in this case, Jesus was just showing off. And it says that he would have passed them by. Mark is the only one who mentions this particular detail. They saw him and began to scream. There, there was a Jewish superstition that said that if you saw a spirit in the middle of the night, and the word here, thinking he was a spirit, is a phantasm, what we, uh, the, a phantom, something, uh, an apparition. So as they saw him, they, they began to remember these superstitions that if you see some kind of phantom or some kind of, of ghost in the middle of the night, then that was a foreshadowing of disaster. So they've been on the boat for up to 12 hours, just depending on the, the time frame that we're looking at. They've been on this boat for 12 hours, and they're being tossed in every direction. They have sa- they're staying still because... From the, from the time they launched till now, they're only in the middle of the lake. It should not have taken them that long to get across. So they're here, and they see this figure coming toward them, walking on the water. And they think, this is it. This is a foreshadowing of disaster. There's the devil coming for me. <clears throat> oh my, how, how often do we do we mistake the things of God for the enemy? I don't know. How often do we say, oh, the devil's attacking me, when really God's just trying to work in our lives? And sometimes we need a little abrasion, a little knocking around from, from the Holy Spirit to get us smooth and, and righteous. We need a little burning to make us pure and holy in His sight, and we chalk it up to the devil. I don't know, anyway. That's a, another message, I suppose. But But here they are, and they see this, and they begin to scream. Now, regardless of who you are and how strong your faith is, I'm sorry, if I'm on the boat in the middle of the night, and it's dark, and all I've been able to see is waves crashing around, and all of a sudden I see something coming across the water, my first thought, let me tell you, is not going to be, that must be Jesus. golly Jesus thanks for showing up no Lord no uh uh-uh. uh 
So we, we sometimes, oh, ye of little faith, but no. <laughs> That's human nature to think, <laughs> okay, <laughs> something bad is about to happen right now. <laughs> Something's coming for me. <laughs> they were troubled. It says that they were stirred, agitated, like roiling water. Now this was interesting because what was inside of them mirrored what was going on outside of them it said that they were fearful that there was a stirring within them a worried kind of feeling and then they they noticed that this thing just kept passing them by (laughs) and as they screamed he turned around hey y'all It says that he talked with them. In the other two accounts, it says that he spoke to them, which is a very different connotation. If I speak to you, (laughs) talking at you, then that's one thing. But Jesus stood on the lake and talked with them. This was a more friendly and assuring exchange. And he says to them, be of good cheer. (laughs) Have courage. It is I. Be not afraid. (laughs) I am here. No worries. And it says that Jesus went up into the boat, and that when he did, the wind ceased. This word means to tire or relax. That when Jesus stepped into the boat, so when he was standing on the water talking to them, wind and waves still crashing around the boat being tossed back and forth and Jesus standing there talking with them and Jesus you know on the water just <laughs> bobbing around I can just imagine that he's just talking to him be of good be of good courage I'm here no worries everything's fine and he went up into the boat and the wind ceased And it says that the disciples were sore amazed, exceedingly astonished, and beside themselves. It says that they wondered, or they marveled, or admired. Why were they so amazed? Well, Peter, through Mark, gives this explanation. He says, the reason that we were so amazed is because we had not considered The word considered here means to put together mentally. He said, the reason we were so amazed is because we hadn't made the connection between the God who can provide for 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish and the God who can walk on the water and stop the winds. He said, we hadn't made that connection within our hearts. So our hearts were hardened. The word here meaning callous blind or stupid Peter said looking back on it now y'all we were dumb (laughs) in hindsight when I look back on that and this is Peter speaking when I look back on that when I look back on the idea that Jesus had just broken five loaves of bread and two fish and handed it to us and said go out and feed everybody and we had done that All of us who were on the boat, we had done that. We had gone out and we had fed everybody. 
And then when we came back, there were 12 baskets full still left. He said, we, we had done all that. And Jesus says, y'all go on ahead. He said, and just 12 hours later, we, ne- we didn't make the connection. That the God who could do that could also help me in the middle of my storm. Because being hungry is not as much of a tragedy as being out in the middle of a, of a storm on the sea. And you think, I can't see the bottom here. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I can't see my hand in front of my face. I don't know. God's done miracles here, but, but am I remembering? He said, we didn't make that connection. And we were dumb. Consider the context, and I do hope that that you go back and, and read the whole chapter of chapters. It's really interesting the connections that it makes because at the beginning of the chapter, Jesus and the disciples go to Nazareth. But the people refused to believe in him as Messiah. So he was only able to do a few miracles there. In the middle of the chapter, the disciples were sent two by two. They preached repentance. They were given the authority to heal and to cast out demons. Also in the middle of this chapter, John the Baptist, who was the cousin of Jesus, was beheaded by Herod. So a lot of things going on in this chapter that are leading up to this point of feeding the 5,000 and then them being on the sea. After they had gone out two by two, the disciples came back and began to report to Jesus all the things that they had, had learned and seen let him know that John the Baptist had been killed, let him know all the different things that they had done throughout the surrounding areas. Lord, these are the people that we healed. These are the the exorcisms we did. These are the miracles that we saw. And Jesus tells them before any of this occurs, Jesus says, you need some rest. He said, you need some quiet time. He said, we need to go All of us need to go to a quiet place, and we need to rest. That's why they were in those mountains. Because Jesus said, you need some time to be able to rest yourselves, your mind, your body. You've been through a lot. But when they did so, when we went up to the mountain, they were going to try to rest, to pray, to have some time alone. The people followed them. It says that Jesus felt sorry for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. They just began to follow around because they needed someone to follow. And the crowd gathered there and he preached to them and they became hungry after Jesus taught them. So he performed this miracle with the five loaves, the two fish, and he he sent the disciples out with the results. So how do these thoughts affect our passage? Well, the first thing is, but first, we should pray. The disciples were weary. They had been preaching, doing miracles. So their minds were not in a place to be calm. Oftentimes when we're tired, when we're weary, we cannot think clearly. And so when 
when they had gone out and Jesus said, let's, let's rest a little bit, and that was, they weren't able to. And then they saw, they heard Jesus, sat with him, listened to all his teaching. They, they sent out all this food and they were feeding people and Jesus said, okay, go down to the, the, to the sea, go across, we've got more things to do. They never got a time to rest or to pray. Jesus was undoubtedly grieving, weary. His cousin had just died. In his humanity, he would have been weary and tired from all that preaching. So, as he was finishing up, as the miracle had been done, he said, all right, I need to go pray. He said, y'all go on. I need to pray. So they went down to the lake to sail, but Jesus stayed on the mountaintop to pray. So there's a vast difference between what Jesus did and what they did. They continued in their weariness. And sometimes there's a struggle because we don't take that time. We think, I, I just can't. I, I can't afford it. I can't. I got too much to do to be able to rest, to be able to, to seek time with the Lord. I've, I've got too much going on to be able to take, uh, to set aside time to pray. Jesus said, I got too much to do. I need to pray. See, because after prayer, Jesus walked on what they were struggling in. They hadn't prayed. They hadn't rested, and they were struggling from all sides. But Jesus had taken that time to pray, to talk to his Father. He had up to 12 hours alone, and he was then able to walk on what they were struggling in. Their entire journey should have taken them no more than four hours. But at least, at the very least, nine hours, and at the most, 12 hours later, they were only halfway there. <laughs> Prayer must be our go-to when we're tired or weary, or even when we're coming down from the mountain. You're coming down from a high. Oh, the Lord's been good to me. Everything's going great. Everything's wonderful. You need to pray. Prayer gives us strength. The second thing we see is that he's an on-time God. <laughs> Jesus could see them in the boat. No matter where he was, he could see them. Initially, he would have been able to see them again from, from up on the mountaintop where he was praying, but then Mark tells us that he saw them in the middle of the sea when he was out on the land. So it seems as though, from, from what we're hearing in the passage, that Jesus came down onto the shore and could see them miles away in the middle of the ocean. And he waited. He waited. He watched them struggle. And sometimes we think, oh, that can't be God. He won't, you know, why would he do that? Oftentimes we want him to swoop in, to relieve our pain, to take away our frustration. Oh, Lord, if you'll just take this away from me real quick, that would be great. I don't want to have to go through this, thanks. 
And we think, oh, how could a God who loves us allow us to go through all this stuff? How could he watch us struggle for so long? But the thing is, he's watching. There is never a time that he guarantees an instant relief to our struggles. In fact, that doesn't happen very much. So I don't know where the theology for of, of instant relief came from. It wasn't the Bible. Because he watches us struggle sometimes. But at least he's watching us. At least he sees. He knows what we're going through. The struggle builds our stamina. The struggle reveals areas that we're weak. It shows us where we need to grow in faith and understanding. The struggle shows our need for him. These were seasoned fishermen. They were at least at least four of them who were on that boat at the time. That was their livelihood. That was their trade. They were fishermen. It could possibly have even been Peter's boat. We know that Peter owned a boat because Jesus got onto Peter's boat at one point. So it could have possibly even been Peter's boat that they were on. So they had been on this lake countless times. They'd grown up in this area. They had fished on this lake. And so often we think, oh, I've been here before. I know how to handle this. I'm going to handle it my way. Oh, what? I'm just going to do it the way I think it's best. But when we struggle, when we when it's coming at us from all sides, we, f- we see our need for Jesus. We see our need for who he is and what he can do. And the third thing we see is the storm reveals his glory. Take a look at the wording in verse 48. It says, And he saw them toiling in rowing. For the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he came unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed them by. The wind was contrary. He would have, and this word meaning, or this phrase meaning, determined, inclined to, gladly, delighted in. He would have been happy just to keep on walking. That's the way he puts it. And we think, wow, <laughs> when you coming, Lord? But right here, he said he would have been happy to just keep on. Jesus like, I need to get to the other side. Right? I'm getting there a whole lot faster than y'all are. Bye. But we see the wording he uses here. But let's take a look at Exodus chapter 34. Exodus 34, verses 5 through 9. This is how Yahweh revealed himself to Moses. It says, And the Lord descended in the cloud 
and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and fourth generation. And Moses made haste and bowed his head toward the earth and worshipped. And he said, If now I have found grace in thy sight, O Lord, let my Lord, I pray thee, go among us. For it is a stiff-necked people. And pardon our iniquity and our sin and take us for thine inheritance. Notice the parallel. Jesus came on the wind, and Yahweh came on the clouds. It says that he passed by Moses. This word in the Hebrew meaning to pass by, to cross over, in front of. Jesus was going to pass by the boat. When they saw Jesus, he turned around and started talking to them. When Moses saw Yahweh, Yahweh began to proclaim his goodness. The Lord, the Lord God, great, merciful. And when they took Jesus into the boat and the storm stopped, they realized we've been stupid. We haven't seen the parallels between the miracles that God has done and the miracles that he can do. We're, we're hard-hearted. We're blind. And here, when Moses sees Yahweh, he, he falls down before him and worships, and he says, God, we're stiff-necked. Forgive us. We haven't seen your glory like we ought to. We haven't recognized who you are. So is it perhaps the case that the storm reminds me that he is God and I am not. That the storm, if I will see Jesus, if I will recognize it as God coming to me, not the devil's attack, not some kind of struggle, but God, what are you doing in me right now? What are you trying to show me? What are you trying to reveal to me? Is it possible that in the middle of the storm, God wants to show himself real in my life? That he wants to reveal himself as Yahweh. Can we look back at the reminders of his miracles and his greatness? We look back and we say, I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it before and I know he can do it again. Yet we, like the disciples, become blind and callous when we're fighting the wind. We fail to see the glory we fail to see the glory of what he's doing in us. But possibly the storm is to remind us that he is God. Storms will arise as long as we're alive. It's just going to happen. And sometimes, yes, sometimes the storm is a, a fight of the enemy. Absolutely. He comes against us. He tries to attack us to keep us from getting to the place that God has prepared for us. Absolutely. Sometimes life just happens and there's it's 
of course God has allowed it because he is sovereign and he you know nothing that comes against us has not first passed through his hand absolutely there are things that do happen sickness disease those kinds of things are just part of living in a in a fallen world but then there are times that storms come and God is wanting to show himself he wants to reveal who he is so we must learn these lessons that the storms bring that first we should pray you're tired you're weary pray you're coming down off a a great victory pray know that he is an on-time god (laughs) and even if he hasn't shown up when you want him to he sees you he sees you there's not a time that he hasn't that he doesn't there's not a time that he's looking away he can see you from anywhere he is anywhere you are and that the storm reveals the glory of god his greatness his might as a as a music plays i don't know who is and people online too i don't know who here is going through any kind of storm any kind of difficulty anything that is a struggle and you think am i gonna make it and you think where is god and there may be people who are going through struggles and you'd never think it you think oh they seem victorious all the time but maybe they're really having a difficulty what i'd like for us to do what i what i'm gonna ask for you to do is if you will Find somebody to pray for. If you will, look around and find somebody to pray for. And and I ask that you pray if you if you're this the person you're sitting beside. If you want to just make a point of contact with them, hand on their shoulder, holding their hand, whatever it may be. If if you're not sitting near anybody, if you'll if you'll go to where they are because there may be people who are struggling and you don't you don't know you don't know what they're going through. So I ask you now, if you you will, to find, just find somebody to pray for. Just find somebody to pray for. And as you pray for them and they pray for you, that the Lord would help them through the storm. Heavenly Father, I reach out right now to those who are online, who are watching online, who, um, who may not have anybody there with them to pray for them, but right now I lift them up in Jesus' name. I lift them up and I encourage them in Jesus' name. And I say to them right now, God sees you. I say right now, God sees you. And whatever you're going through, whatever you're struggling with, whatever you think you're not going to make it through, I ask you to lift them up. Heavenly Father, if they're in the middle of a storm right now, I just pray that they would take the time to take the time to spend with you, to receive from you the peace that passes understanding. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I just lift them up to you right now. Father, I pray that you would help us to recognize that your own time, that may not be our timetable, but we've talked about that this morning. You redeem the time. Time doesn't matter to you. You show up. You show up. 
<laughs> God, we thank you. God, I just ask that you would have your will in each and every life, that, they, that we would see your glory, that we would see your glory. Heavenly Father, that we would see your glory. In the middle of trouble, in the middle of struggle, in the middle of hurt, in those times that we think, how can I make it? That we see your glory. God, that we see you are good. You are good and you are only good. Heavenly Father, change our theology, God. God, if, if we're expecting you to just show up and snap your fingers, help us to understand that that doesn't always happen. And to not, to not mistrust you because of that. To not lose faith just because you haven't come yet. But to know that you see us. To know that we're known. Heavenly Father, we just lift you up right now. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, God. We know that you're doing a work within us. We just trust you. We trust you, Father. We trust you. God, we know. We know, God, that you have a, a plan. We know that you're going to walk to us. You're going to reassure us. We just accept the reassurance of the Holy Spirit right now. We accept the reassurance of the Holy Spirit. We just, we lift you up. We accept. We accept. God, we accept whatever it is that you have for us. We accept it, God. We accept it. Heavenly Father, right now, your help, your strength, your will be done. God, your peace that passes understanding. We trust you. We trust you, God. We trust you, God. We trust you, God. We trust you, God. Heavenly Father. We say, I'm living. God, we just we worship you now. We thank you. We praise you. Do what you will in each and every life. Do what you will in each and every life. Give strength and help. If you knew me then, you'd believe me now. You turned my whole life upside down. God, we receive. We say over your people, may Yahweh bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you. And may he give you his peace. In Jesus' precious name, amen.